I, I just hope I'm saying the name right. K A I I I. Kai. <laughs> yeah, Kai. Yeah, Kai. And um, and on top of that, I'm interviewing someone like I said before was on my list of ladies that I wanted to work with when I was active in the business. Um, so this is kind of like, excuse me, a fan moment at the same time, professional work fan moment. And also, um, I even saw you on Horrible Decisions when Mandy had hair. (laughs) 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 I didn't see no Horrible Decisions. That that (laughs) let me know how much that let me know how how much you was ringing bells in the game, babe. For real. How did you get on Horrible Decisions? Tell me about that experience. Um, getting on Horrible Decisions was not really game plan. It was kind of just you know. That's what was supposed to happen, so that's what happened. Um, a year prior, um, my sister, who is also a dominatrix, got invited to be a rope muse for Sir Dashington, who was um, one of their talents at their live show in D.C. Mm-hmm. Before COVID took over. Um, so, yeah, we got to meet them and chop it up and talk. And when we were, like, in the back, in the, the dressing room, they were like, okay, so, like, if, if running the family, you into this too? And I'm like, yeah, I, I love BDSM. I love getting tied up, da 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 They're like, okay, well, do you, like, do it with your sister? And I'm like, no, she kind of got into it before me. <laughs> and then I got into it, and she's like, you're doing this with who? Um, fast forward a year later, I will be in New York that week. No. No, you good. I can still hear you. Cool. It's because I have two phones. Yeah. That's okay, but go ahead. Um. So a year later, mm-hmm. um, I was in New York shooting some scenes. And um, Mandy had tweeted, who is kinky and in New York and wants to be on the pod, you know, shoot us a mention or a DM and we'll check your profile out and let you know. And when I messaged them, Mandy's like, oh, my God, like, yes, can, can I have to clear it and make sure we don't have any other guests, but absolutely pull up. And I was like, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. Oh my God. I was freaking out the day before. Um, I think like I had, I had drank some champagne the night before, and I forgot to put my contacts in the contact case. So they were dry the next morning, and I had to wear glasses to my interview. And I was pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed. Hey, but look at sexy the motherfucker on camera. Now, stop playing. You were still looking sexy the motherfucker. I was sitting there like, damn, just it was just a snack in between snacks. It was just like beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So, and because I, I know it was like mind blowing that that you happened to get on a podcast that ultimately became one of the top podcasts in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, period. And also to be recognized to be asked to be on that podcast is also another thing. Just speaks to how much work you was putting in at that time. You feel what I'm saying? I feel that, but I also feel like it speaks to evolution because when I first was on their podcast, I was really trying to 
figure out what direction I wanted to head in and, and the things that I wanted to focus on as a creator. So being on the show and watching it now, I'm like, I wasn't even in my judge then. Like I couldn't, I was letting y'all direct the conversation. I felt like it was so much left unsaid. So, you know, but it gave people a little taste. It got people interested. And I really appreciated that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So look, let me do these particulars and we can get this wonderful interview on the road. And fellas, we are going to bring her back so y'all can see how sexy she is. If y'all ain't seen her yet, you know, get on the camera. So with that being said, welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get a profile start podcasting today. I'm your host, Kevin Norvis, Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about three wonderful sponsors that we got. The first one being the Facebook of the LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine on the web today, Eroticism Magazine. Go to eroticismmagazine.com and get yourself a monthly subscription. And last but not least, and black owned for you content creators, 90% profit. They offer health care and no hashtag issues. And for your consumers, a new place to consume hot triple X content. And did I forget to mention that they're melon owned? I'm talking about excitebunny.com. Also, check me out. Also, I'm sorry, not check me out. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. Also, while you at shopgwdistrict.com, like the beginning of the you know, address. Get some shopping done. You get the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned retailers and shops. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com, the BGPLLC app, which you can listen to on your phone or even access it on your browser. And newly, newly been added to the Fully Swap Radio family. So, yeah, we're getting to a lot of places. Now I'm going to shut up and let this sexy dominatrix porn star, pinup, um, gorgeous, legendary BBW. Let's make this clear because she is one of the legendary BBWs. Trust me on that. Introduce her sexy ass self. Where is the extra? Good evening. I'm Dallas Playhouse. Known to some as Goddess Dallas. Known to all as your favorite BBW. Slash superhero, because I do what the fuck I want. Yes, and how many years you been doing this, baby? Um, I've been in and around the adult industry since 2016. Yes, yeah, so you, so yeah, you have time in this business. <laughs> I feel like when things are supposed to happen, they absolutely will. I'm definitely a witness to divine timing because I fought it really hard. Um, somebody that you've had on the show, Alfonso Lays. Yes, yes, That's my, the show. He and I were cool from Instagram when I used to work for um a local company as a masseuse and you know, like in their marketing and stuff. And he was like, Do a scene with me, you know, I'll get you started, I'll get you right, you know, yada yada. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then finally, I was like, all right, fuck it. And I called him and I was like, guess what happened? And he was like, you did your first thing without me. Nah, I can't have that. So 
So, so who was your first scene with? Um, my first like official official scene was with Bones Montana and Bones gets around, yo. His name pops up like I done done about damn near umpteen interviews and it his name pops up somewhere in the conversation. That's a hard working black man, okay? He is <laughs> period. So so I right, so going into your first shoot, all right, because you you just didn't do no amateur shit. You walked in doing pro shit because bones is a pro. You know, period. Um, tell me your emotions, your feelings walking on set. You know, what was your expectations? Because it's one thing when you watch a porn versus when you're in front of the camera. You know what? I feel like that is my dichotomy. A lot of people like to talk about sets and how it's different from how you actually have sex. And now later on in my career, I've been doing more professional production shoots. But back then, just we we doing kinky freaky shit because we kinky freaky people and we don't have the camera on. So my first scene with Bones and Juicy T, we were in Atlanta working, chilling, hanging out. And just was like, you want to fuck Bones with me? And I'm like, yeah. And honey is like... You want to cut on the camera? And I'm like, sure. And as you can see in the video, like, the TV on, we watching Rick and Morty, like, we was, we was chilling, but we was getting it in. And then, like, the video's kind of unfinished, because I, like, walk off to go roll up or some shit, and they keep fucking, you know, very natural-like. So, I mean, but to be honest with you, basically, you... It still gave you the experience of being in front of the camera. You feel what I'm coming from? Because even though you might not been professional with it, it's also made you comfortable. Because not mm-hmm. only was you comfortable being in front of the camera, the people that you was with in front of the camera, you was comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? So shoot. So after that, so um, the next professional shoot, I take it was Alfonso. Because I, I know when he said, "Nah, we can't have that. You got to." <laughs> So, so with that one was that was I know it was a little bit more professional to a certain extent. So describe what it was like with that shoot. I would describe it as timely because Alfonso was a timely ass nigga. He will call and say, "Hey, I'm driving up. I'll be in the area within the next couple of hours." What? I- you to have ready is what we discussed which is maybe props if we have them costumes if we have them make sure everybody has what they need um when he gets there we exchange test results and then it's boom let's let's get it done let's shoot and i was just like do i have a moment to catch my no you don't (laughs) time is money we fucking rolling. Let's let's do it. Let's let's get it done. Yeah. And then when we're done working, he takes the director hat off and he's like, "Look, all right. When I get these pictures and when I'm done editing it, I'll send it over to you." And that's that. Mm-hmm. See, and, and it's interesting because you got two sides of the game. You got the cool, somewhat the content side of it. You feel what I'm saying? What you did with Bones at first. Which broke the ice for you and broke your chair. <laughs> Pardon the pun. But also, <laughs> you got the professional sense of, okay, time is money, the whole nine, or what have you. 
you know, period. So, and also, you already walked in the game building a content library, you know, mm -hmm. because because it's was that's and I take it this wasn't planned per se. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't the plan. It was not the. Plan. Um, so, so go ahead. In college, I I feel like that's where I was born a dominatrix because I had joined an organization dedicated to STI and STD awareness as well as domestic violence and you know awareness and support surrounding that. So I had a real strong education foundation. And then my actual sponsor for the program, you know, was like, those of you who are old enough, there's gonna be this type of party. Y'all are welcome to come check it out. Y'all ain't old enough to be there, y'all not gonna be let in. And I'm not talking 18. Now, what college did you go to? They didn't have this shit in NC State for me. <laughs> I went to a bullshit-ass college. I know I should have went out of state, but go ahead. Um, I went to Morgan State. Damn it! That's I wanted to go there, too. <laughs> I wanted to go there. <laughs> it's a great institution, but... You know, I, I got lucky. I got teachers that I was really able to connect with on a level that was like, look, y'all going to be doing this shit anyway. So you yeah. might as well help your peers and, you know, pass out condoms and really help people learn what it is y'all need to be doing if you're going to be engaging in all of this. Because you're watching people fuck anyway. Yeah, basically, because shit, it went down in dorms, goddammit. <laughs> roommate back, didn't care. <laughs> back then, you know, Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, internet popping, seeking arrangements popping. So I was doing dominatrix work with Honeydip. Mm -hmm. Her and I met in like freshman orientation, and literally she just decided we're gonna be friends. And ain't really <laughs> to do about it, bitch. I done took a fucking picture of your schedule, and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm be outside every single time you get out of class. So I mean, what you gonna do? Nothing. <laughs> and then eventually I gave up and was like, all right, fuck it. I guess I guess I'll be friends with the bitch. I got friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started you know like she took me to this appointment to this white guy and we beat him and we peed on him and a monster was born because we were making bread and then going back to campus yeah. and being like y'all want to go shopping yeah because see because see that what people don't realize is the real money in bdsm and fetish is the meet and greets that's where the real money is you know, period. Um, because I know you came in the game towards the end where girls' thought process was um, was DVD still the thing in 2016? Let me remember. <laughs> and Max, oh, I think that went out. But anyway, it was like girls, you know, used um, adult film to boost their meet and greets. Or what have you, pricing or what have you, you know, period. But you didn't see a lot of girls use the dominatrix, use the BDSM. And the BDSM, because it's a niche market, is also a high paying market. And that's why a lot of times when they see your BDS videos or what have you, webcam, they're going to want a session in person because they're submissives and they want to be dominated. And plus, you fit the dom category of what they would consider a dom. <laughs> Um, 
so like what that's it's funny as hell that me and honey were like doing dom sessions in college because then i like came home and when i was exploring bdsm like for free yeah i was exploring being a sub so i always tell people like i switch but it's not like i switch for anybody yeah you you gotta be that you gotta be that for me to submit yeah, to that dude that tattoo <laughs> i mean but but honestly in our lifestyle it, for a person to submit yeah it's it's you're giving up power so the person you're giving up power to has to be strong enough to receive that power right know? a lot of people think that that is only has to do with physical power yeah no, yeah. it's energy, it's mental, it's it's all that. The strongest muscle you have. <laughs> because to be honest with you, a true dom don't have to dominate through sex. You know, it, it actually, if you want to be honest, you don't have, you. I mean... It's just the illusion of sex. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, it's supposed to be more of a gift or reward, you know what I'm saying, period. You know, not a punishment. Because mm-hmm. that's a pleasure. No. <laughs> it's for daddy's pleasure. <laughs> so, so, um, which, 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 of course, I know is that you do videos for that, and that's part of your repertoire. But let's go back. Okay, when you got your scenes, what what steps did you take at that time in two thousand? Uh, I guess sixteen, seventeen, to make money off of it. I wasn't back then it's like uh not even 2016 so 2016 was more so like in-person sessions and like running around gaining street names like I was a club promoter it was not linear so 2018 I made my OnlyFans and I was not like on a schedule it was very much like okay uh had sex with this girl i recorded it i threw it up i'm doing icky yoga in my backyard i threw it up um you know having a king party i'll take pictures and a couple videos of that for the people who can send but it wasn't like all right we're gonna do this scene and 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 produce that we're gonna produce this we're gonna produce that until i met creators who operated like that and then it was like okay this format makes sense if I want to make more money because now a lot of people are looking for me. Like for a while, a lot of people on Pornhub and X videos would like try to find videos and be like, where are you? Like what? I'm I'm saying, yo, I mean, you had like porn star status and you won't do it porn. I mean, come on. Come <laughs> on. I mean, I'm saying because it was to the point that it was like, no, because I always figured that you was probably the one that you weren't going to put up your triple X shit. Like, you going to put up your pinup stuff. Because all the pictures I saw, you was posting, like, pinups. You know, even before the seven was coming out, you know, it was just, you know, professional-looking shit, hot shit. You know what I'm saying? Back in 2015, 2016, 2017, you know, I was in my vanilla life doing some direct marketing, and that company was Christian-based. So to me, it was a conflict of interest to be trying to push all of my other stuff, knowing that I was selling these products. And I was selling them. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of set me up for being able to market myself because already selling a product so then when i was like oh shit people actually want to see my porn 
I know how to sell it so that it's going to actually make me more money. Yeah. Before and, everybody was like, oh shit, let's get on OnlyFans. See, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 kind of like, damn, wait a second. So how long you been doing boy girl then? Wait a second. <laughs> wait a wait, so, so wait a second. So like, you just recently started doing boy girl. No, I didn't just recently start doing boy girl. It was like a mixture. It was a lot of group sex and you know, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't planned. It was just stuff that was happening. I was going to retreats and I was going to munches. So there was things that I was able to record because my partners allowed me to, but it wasn't set up that way. And see, no, because now it, it it goes to a point that I always said the key to this business is evolution. You took your fans on a journey as you evolved in the business. You get what I'm saying? Because you went from, let's just say and be frank, you were doing amateur shit to a certain extent. What were people? Which is a lot of people's favorite category anyway. Yeah. And now you have moved to the professional side of it. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Um, Where it opens the door for you to definitely be winning awards, more paid gigs, um, and even to a mainstream look, which in many ways, in my opinion, you kind of somewhat there. I mean, <laughs> he's one of the most mainstream BBWs that I know. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. You feel me? So, so it's like you just you just gave them a gradual taste of this, 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 and you took them on a journey. So that that I look at it. Um. So now that you have now leveled up, because I always say this, once you hit a certain level, you have to stay at that level because they're going to expect you at that. When dealing with guys that hit you up for shoots, content, this is the favorite part of the show that the girls love to do. <laughs> what do you, he has to bring to the table, what cachet that he has to have other than a cute face and a big dick because now <laughs> The, the thought process is different. You feel what I'm coming from? Because you cut your teeth with Bones, Alphonse, award-winning male porn star. Let's make that clear. Award-winning. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you have a hit list that is like damn near top 10. They just go there. Just being frank. So, what do what would it take for you to say, yeah, let's do it? I have to like your work. I have to like the way you package it to me. Like, you can't... First of all, my DMs are off anyway. But you can't just message me and be like, hey, I just want to do a scene with you. And I, I've had, actually, a lot of fans that, that try to go that route first. They're like, hey, Dallas, I want to do a scene with you. How much does that cost? And I'm like, you're not a creator. You don't have any work. On your Instagram, you're rapping or doing some poetry slam. And that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate your art. However, uh, nah, nah. Okay, so what is it going to take? You need to have a portfolio independent of, of what you're trying to get done with me. So I don't want to kickstart anybody's OnlyFans. I don't want to be your, your first, first scene unless it's being orchestrated by somebody else's company on somebody else's dime and somebody else's time. But if 
we're just working. And that's not to say you have to be a big name. I just need to see that you're consistently working. Like what kind of quality work do you put out right now? What is your schedule like? Because I'm not trying to put out a video that's not going to have any eyes on it because ain't nobody going to fucking watch it. And uh, people be like, well, they're not looking to see the man fuck you. And I'm like, nah, it's a little bit of both. Of course you're here for me. But if he's not doing it, you're going to get turned the fuck off. You're not going to pay attention. It's it's yeah, not. Chemistry on camera is very important to the sale of a scene. Because the nasty and freaky is, and only going to get nasty and freaky is if both of y'all in tune with each other for it to get to that, you know, uh, period. At the same time, you got to be mindful there's a camera in front of your face on top of that. Because, yeah, I didn't kick the camera once or twice or, well, 10 times in my career. <laughs> And a lot of a lot of these dudes be wanting to like get turned up and then work like yeah. Hey, so we gonna smoke and I bring in a bottle and I be like, huh? No. Why do you want me to be fucked up? I wanna. I need to see. <laughs> I, I need to feel it. Cause I, I don't just drink to drink, nigga. I drink to get drunk. So if I'm gonna yeah. drink and I'm not turning the word, I'm not turning the camera on because I don't like how that looks. I remember uh, is... I had a guy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had a, a partner and he recorded and I like saw the video once I had sobered up and I'm like, bro, it does not. It's not given what you thought it was. No, delete this. It's bad. Yeah. It'd be many scenes I didn't left on the table. I told my boy, you can have it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> not that's what I in the back of your head. We we not there. No, that's no. not what we're selling. No, so. because um, even with me when I used to film, like I smoke. I was I'm not a drinker, no way. Mm-hmm. Well, social drinker, but it, I don't. I have a certain ritual. I don't drink when before I do a shoot. Um, I might smoke or what have you. We have it. What? <laughs> Say what? I said they be having whiskey dick. Okay, for people to understand what whiskey dick is, is, is one of two things. Either you ain't gonna come or you ain't gonna get hard. <laughs> Both is not good. Where's and I you which one I am. I ain't saying. I, I don't get hard. Would you rather? No, okay, even with a because because even with a uh, if it's hard, you can fake the cream pie or like what we used to call back in the day, playboy it out, just fade it out, <laughs> fade it out. He's stroking, just like uh, just fade it out, just. He said that butt ass naked talk about so we gonna finish, man. No, man, it's been forty five minutes, nigga. But in fact, you see how sore she she walking funny, man. Come on. God damn. <laughs> Let the pussy breathe, nigga. Put your clothes on. Shit. <laughs> but no, nah, it's but that's the point. A lot of these guys don't understand that depending on the level, the difficulty, because there's a lot of distractions. Um, because if you are on a professional set, you might have more people. Uh still you got to deal with if you have a camera, a cameraman. You know, period. And even if you do a POV, you got to hold the fucking camera. <laughs> obnoxious, by the way. 
Because <laughs> I'm sorry, even with the POV, some of y'all ladies, I swear, y'all make it hard to hold a camera. <laughs> Head be tilted back, he done missed the whole shot. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm getting the table. Hey, okay. But no, <laughs> oh my goodness, I like you already. You coolest man to me. So, um, so how often do you film? Because I know that one, you're a lady that has a ex- extensive brand. Um, because you do a multitude of different things that generate income for you. So when it comes to the content, how often do you film? You know, period. Do you do it on your travels? You know. To keep up with the demand of new content. Currently, we are reworking the schedule because in the past like years, so much has come up and affected daily routine. So we had COVID, and then um, I take care of my ninety-year-old grandmother. God bless. So, uh, also, my mom was coming off um, breast cancer treatments. She's she's done. She's in remission now. But, you know, all of that was happening at the same time. So, it was yeah. not giving work. It was like, all right, I'm going to fly out. You're going to be there. Cool. I'll shoot, like, two, three scenes. Chop them up. Wait them out. <laughs> Give it a month or a month and a half. All right, we're going to meet up. We're going to shoot. We're going to chop it up. We're going to coast it out. In the meantime, I'm still interacting. I'm still doing FaceTimes. If I'm masturbating in the house or whatever, I record that. Um, I've been working on in here so that I can do more, you know, solo stuff. Because I want to really take my followers on the journey of relearning my body. Over COVID, I feel like I've gained a little weight. And obviously, being a BBW, people don't feel like it matters whether I gain weight or not. They're like, I mean, the category is fat, bitch. Like, I don't. (laughs) But for me, it's like being comfortable in your body and being able to get in front of a camera day after day and be like, it's not even I don't like what I see. It's. I'm trying to be okay with what I see and still turn myself on and still touch those spots. I, I, I'm not even going to front. You have mastered it because <laughs> it, 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 it like put it this way. One, you mastered your curves and you know how to make love to the camera. You know how to look at the camera. You know, pretty, just like right now, if you guys could be watching this video, like she's making love to the camera right now. Like she's just making it <laughs> special. Just look at me right now. I'm just. I got Dallas on my podcast. Yes, God's good. But anyway, but yeah, it's to me that's the key to this business is not only looking good but making it look good. You know, period. Because it sounds funny as fuck if you can make a steel blowjob pick of you looking up at a dude look hot, hot magazine ready. You're a beast. You know what I'm saying? You know, period. It's or a doggy style pose or what have you. Um, because even to me, like you embody what a porn star is because you're a model, because you did the, the pictures you take, you know, period. They're hot, you know how you know how to work your body on camera, you know how to work the camera also, 
why you being fucked or what have you. So it's kind of like, to me, you, even though you might not feel that you're comfortable, you don't portray it on camera, baby girl. It's like, yeah, you're very comfortable in your damn skin, baby. Very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm also recording my travels because I've been traveling a little bit. Been seeing different states in the states. A lot of people don't try value traveling in the states. I can't wait to get the opportunity to start traveling. I, I need to. I need to hit Vegas, Atlanta. I'm mad I ain't gonna make it to New Jersey this year. I need to go to Vegas while I'm not working with actual people who want to have fun with me because I'm in Vegas all the time for work. Mm-hmm. I'm always at work. It's like, oh, Dallas going to be in Vegas for two, three days. Yeah, she coming to work, and then she going to go back home. Being alone on the strip is not that fun. <laughs> it's not. It's like, I mean, I could get drunk, but then I got to stumble back in here by myself, and ain't no dick in there, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I got had on the show, see? <clears throat> I'd like you to like the part. I love it. I love it. Damn it. So, oh, but it comes to that time of the show that the fans love. Y'all know what it is. It's the time of the show when the pussy go dry, the dick go limp, and talk about the business. Now, you've been doing this for a minute. Um, a lot of people have misconceptions of when they walk into this business. Cause something that even we discuss when it comes to the male talents they're trying to break into this business now. That it's easy, it's simple, it's not a lot of work behind it or what have you and stuff. Speak to the work side of things, not the the ugly shit, the tedious shit, the shit, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, period. Because it's like to keep, it's not about making that big check, it's about maintaining. Mm-hmm. Maintaining. Dallas is uh, an impulse spender. Dallas likes to spend money. <laughs> the plain and simple. Dallas likes to spend money. So um, something that was real ugly for me in the beginning was making a lot of money and then being like, damn, I spent $5,000 that fast? See, 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 it's because you get that dominatrix money. See, you won't get the full. See, see we, we keep it real on my podcast, goddammit. Let me explain something to you people. It's the difference <laughs> between dominatrix money and full service money. Trust me, it's, it's, it's. That shit feeds your ego real bad. I woke up this morning, give me some money. Don't you like it when I smile? Like when you see the smile that pop up on my face when you send me money? You just want to keep that look on my face all day. See, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. Because you have a lot of females that sit there and they put fin, fin dom, no film dom, but none of them understand what it really means, what it is. You feel what I'm saying? Um, with you having experience in that breakdown. Which which is which, and what mistakes these young girls be making out here trying to do do that? 
so femdom, F-E-M, female-led domination, can be both professional and lifestyle. So she could just like being a female who dominates men and women. Or she could be getting paid for her services as a dominant. And it could be a number of kinks. Whatever is discussed with the client is what she ends up charging for her time, yada, yada. Fin-dom, F-I-N, is financial domination. And it's really a mental kink. It's not always, yeah, okay, I'm pretty, so give me money. It's like, when you wake up in the morning, do you think about me having to pay for breakfast and then me having to pay gas and then me having to, I just shouldn't have to do that. And what else do you make money for other than to make me happy? You found me. It's kind of like, I tell my subs, when you come to the altar in church, you do not come empty handed. You do not be like, listen, God, I need everything. I need everything and I don't have nothing. Church. That is not how that shit works. So, So when you come to me, I need you to come with my offering proper. I don't just want cash unless we're going to the ATM. I don't just want cash plain open. Put that shit in a cute envelope with a bow around it. I like orange roses. I like Prosecco. I eat. Send me a Uri's gift card or something like that. But like, also, if you are not a person who takes care of your own finances, you can't be my sub. Because I'm talking to the people who got, this is play money to them. It's a psychological kink. Girl, I'm finna go broke. He not going broke. He made sure he paid his bills early. Because I need all that. <laughs> I need for your life to be in order so that I can take all your money. <laughs> see, but see, I'm going to tell you what, girls, is that is about talk game. Yeah, because to get someone to give you their money and they never met you face to face. Ain't no flying out, dog. It just, that takes talk, game, and personality. And to me, it, 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 it got to be that. Because a lot of these ladies, when I look at their pictures, when I look at things, I don't see convinced that you offend Dom. Let alone a Dom. I mean, I'm just saying. Because it's not because they might be doing porn or what have you, or they're doing content creation. It's just you can feel that energy from their pictures. Because I'm a big proponent of energy, you know, period. And it's like even to the point that I can tell the girls they paid. I can tell the girls they got big dick energy. <laughs> See, you smiling, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I have videos. They they show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. On that end, where's your biggest toy? What is my biggest toy? Your biggest toy. I have a giant blue. It's it's huge. It's huge. It's I don't even know how big it is, but I just know that. It's like the size of my head. Oh, she about to go get it. <laughs> now, people, y'all not seeing the video. 
<laughs> Unless she says she ain't got an issue with me putting the video up. But anyway, we're going to describe this thing, so I'm about to see it. And then I'll let you know what the fucking blue hell is this shit. No, no, it's no, no, no. If you take that to the balls, what can I do for you? The size of my forearm, I think it's wider than my forearm. Have you took that? Absolutely not. That's not what this is. I'm I'm like, (laughs) that's close to bestiology. I'm sorry. Um, no, I don't have any gaping holes for this. Um, I use it for, you know, like breast play and um, foot fetish videos. And, um, I spank people with it because it's heavy as fuck, you know? Uh, it's a big head. Yeah. Yep, you have some huge titties to wrap around that big, thick ass yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a, it's a great time. See people, she yeah, no, actually she has the, the tit size wrap around this big blue <laughs> dick. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, we might have to get You it said on. what I'm gonna do with it. This is what I'm gonna this what I'm gonna do with it. That's what I'll be doing with it. See, you just making me just smile and, and blush because you know, I people don't realize this she she is what I wanted to work with. I ain't going for it. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, so I see that you also travel uh, a lot. Um, plus, you have your personal life, or what have you. The biggest thing when we do this shit is balancing everything. Um, balancing life, balancing the travel, and and all that good stuff. How do you balance it? And at the same token, what do you do for your me time? Like your downtime, relaxed time for your mental health, because chasing that dollar can drive you crazy and make you holler. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do a lot of things. I love yoga. Um, I meditate. I'm into crystals and tarot cards and divin- divinity. Um, I love watching scary movies. I play Sims. I will absolutely sit in the house and cut my phone on Do Not Disturb and play Beyonce over and over again and play Sims. And that's perfectly fine with me. Um, But also, I have times when I just sleep. I just sleep. Just let my body regenerate. I don't want to talk. Because I'm a a crier. So, like, (laughs) I'll, I'll just I'll cry, I'll shower, and I'm gonna go to sleep. Mm. And when I wake up, we could we could figure it out. But I'm gonna just I'm asleep. Now I got to ask you this because you brought this up about you said doing more solos, right? Which seems to make you happy because when you said solo, you were smiling, so she enjoys playing with herself. She doesn't turn a little bit. But <clears throat> um, to me. My biggest issue I ever had with solo artists is if you're going to do solos, be imaginative. Because even to the point of 
doing it on webcam and doing it for content two totally different animals. And the one thing that um, females don't think about is bringing the variety of what you're doing with the solos. Like, for example, how many toys you working with? A lot. You got a you got a trunk trunk load and. I'm sitting. <laughs> Say what? I said I'm sitting on the trunk. Ah, I can imagine. You, you don't have a fuck machine, do you? I do, but I need like a new power cord, so I've just decided to buy a different one because I want it to come with attachments. I need more dicks and more different dicks. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's let's marinate on this. The power cord. Damn, you put that thing to work. <laughs> she you know how many times I like look at it and go, damn, I can't even cut it on. Keep going on. All right, that is. I'm sorry. I enjoy watching. Uh, I enjoy watching girls take a uh, a fuck machine. That's that's kind of fun to watch. Cause it's, it's different. Once you once you learn a good rhythm, the fuck machine's all right. You don't have to do all the damn work. <laughs> the be fucking me up, okay? Just no, I. I like this one dude I interviewed, um, Dark Tech. He makes he makes his fucking machines wherever. He's real bit heavy into BDSM. Yeah, he's he's a very inventive dude. <laughs> I have to give it to him. I love inventive shit when people do inventive shit. That's why I also love about BDSM, the bonded shit and all that. I'm still trying to learn to do the rope rigging. I love that shit too. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Just because I'm a dom does not mean I am a rigger. I am a rope bunny. I don't have the patience nor the memory required to tie my my sub. When I tie people up, it is for efficiency. It is not for art. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's for the 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 use of what's needed. I mean, I. Now, I mean, I done tied up some titties, you know what I'm saying, to where, like, she wanted them tied up so tight they turned blue. I said, okay. <laughs> I looked on YouTube. Oh, that's how we do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> See, that's what I said I love about porn, is that you can do some freaky-ass shit and there's no judgment. That's the beauty of it. No judgment, no judging zone. So shoot, so um, well, damn it. So with the industry now becoming heading towards BDSM, um, heading towards anal, game bangs, bukakis, all that good shit. <laughs> shit, we used to. We, it was only in Germany that you can only watch from, you know. On VHS. But anyway, um, let's see here. Have you done a game bank? No. Is there something that you plan to add to your repertoire? Yes. Okay. So what would be your perfect game bank? I feel like there's two. Okay. And maybe I'll keep doing it after. Maybe I won't. But like the first one, 
could be maybe like four to five guys, but it's not going to include anal. And then eventually I want to do, you know, a double penetration gangbang. I think that would be lit. I feel like I could be the Eiffel Tower at some point. (laughs) But right now, no, I only have one anal scene with Coach Carter. And even that was a stretch because I told him, I said, listen, you come out, you're not going back in. <laughs> Did you tell him? Oh, you told that before he went in. So he made, he, he made sure he, he got him him, huh? <laughs> just just got to do, but once you come out, you're not going back. So, so what made you decide to do anal for that scene? Um, He just asked me was I cool with doing it? It's not like I don't have butt plugs because I do have lots of them. Um, I think for me, it's just not a, a constant. I don't have anal sex often. But I was I was willing. I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. But that's something that I realized, you know, mostly it's mean you have to really prep because for me, we're going to shoot and we're going to get a sizable amount of time and that was not a sizable amount of time because I said if you come out you can't go back <laughs> he, so he slipped out it's over <laughs> two seconds is over yeah we could just go we could we could clean up and then finish the scene however we need to finish the scene but like you know that was that so because, producers, <laughs> if I should go back to training my asshole I will I might give it up I might give it up for a gangbang I feel that but right now, I got this good throat. This good yeah, yeah, your throat is legendary, baby girl. That's that actually, uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to shoot with you. <laughs> I was like, that is a good, beautiful bean footage right there. That's beautiful bean footage right there. That's beautiful. I mean, not because it's kind of like the way I was brought in, I was the middleman anyway, to get girls to Hollywood, try to help them get their own content or what have you. So it's like, when I see somebody that I know that got it, like for the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, a couple months, about two months later, I'm like, what the fuck? I knew it! (laughs) Oh my God. But no, nah, no, nah, I'm here. I give people their flowers, baby girl, for real. Thank you. Because you've been doing your thing and everything. So it's like, um, now I know you sometimes bump into fans or what have you and everything. How is it like when you bump into fans? Because I don't get to ask people that get that, 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 weird. somewhere celebrity. <laughs> Go ahead. Some, sometimes it's hella weird. And then sometimes it's, um, I've met a couple people and they're like, are you Dallas Blouse? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my god. And I'm like, oh my god. To you. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. What, what do you want me to do? You want to take a picture? Or I, I don't know. But then there are some dudes that like they'll just be weird. Like this one guy, I was um walking to the corner store or something like that, and he was like, hey Dallas, Dallas. I'm like. No, no, that's not what we're gonna do. I'm I'm going to walk very fast that way. 
I got the fuck. And he messaged me later on that night on Instagram. And he's like, you know, you like ran away from me. And I was like, yeah, it's seven o'clock. I'm a woman. I'm a, you just, first of all, we're in the street, sir. That's not my government name. So I'm like, I know you're a fan. Cause you're like Dallas. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> But I'm not going to stop long enough to ask you what the fuck you want because why are you hollering my name in the street? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I mean, it, I remember one time that happened to me um, walking from uh, to the grocery store past Jiffy Lube. Dude stopped what he was doing with a car. Big country! <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> Who the hell know my porn name about this bitch? What the fuck? Who the hell fuck know my porn name? I had a fan, you know, period. I mean, it's it's crazy when you bump into them when you meet them. And also, the fact that you have fans, you know, period. Which is really awesome. Yeah. Cause like I said, I mean, you like I said, your name been ringing bells for a minute, baby girl, for real. <laughs> oh. It's just funny that you just really started doing boy girl like that. I was like, damn. See now, but see, but see, it's it's kind of like this. It's kind of like the I call it the Heaven Hunter effect. Heaven Hunter only did eight films, but the way her career ended up being, the way she's revered, you think that she did a hundred. You feel me? So you ain't even done that much, but your name is as strong as any porn star in the game. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it, speak, it speaks to it, you know, period. Even to the way that <laughs> you move on the business end and the whole nine. And it's like, I know you get a lot of females that step to you that want to get game, you know, period. What's the one thing that you tell them that they need to come away with when you have those conversations? They hate hearing this because they feel like it's a bunch of bullshit, but I always just be like, be yourself. Like, that's the best advice I have for you is be yourself. Don't be afraid to say you're uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to say you don't like something. Don't be afraid to say you do like something. You know, like, the the more comfortable in yourself you are, the better you're going to be in the business. Because no one's going to advocate for you except for you. No one has to do it except for you. When you get on set and they ask you at the beginning of every scene, are you under duress? Is someone making you do this? Do you want to do this? Do you agree to do this? Like, you have to be sure. And it's not just being like, oh, I have to be sexy. Like, you have to commit to the act. It's not just fucking. You're exchanging energy with people. So you got to be prepared for that. Now I'm going to ask you this. Have you ever been, and <clears throat> will be the last thing I ain't going to hold you up. I know you're a busy woman. Is you have done shoots where you meet in the town for the first time, correct? Okay. Now speak to some of the things that male talent can do when they're in that position with a female talent um, that can liven up the mood, 
you know, help her relax, feel comfortable, um, feel at ease mentally to do that shoot. Because at the end of the day, let's keep it 100. We have to woo y'all asses in some way, shape, form, or fashion. You know, <laughs> because it's still sex at the end of the day. She got to actually be like, okay, I'll fuck him. Yeah, I, 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 I can see myself fucking. <laughs> it's always two switches for me. It's either it's going to be real lusty and it's it's like the physical attraction is there mm-hmm. or it's going to be not mental but like it has to be a a vibe you have to literally be like okay this is what i'm into this is what i'm not into don't do this like i tell people i'd be like don't don't be grabbing all on my stomach and like shaking it and shit while you fuck don't do that mm-hmm. not a cow i don't need to be shook like a milkshake <laughs> And they'll be like, okay, cool, got it. Not going to do that. Is it okay if I, and once you like go through a quick list of boundaries, you kind of can see where you guys can go. Because some people just think it's like, oh, I'm going to suck some dick. Oh, I'm going to eat some pussy. We're going to do some doggy style. We're going to do some missionary. And that's going to be that. And it looks exactly like that. Like, okay, okay, okay. It's fluid. Yeah. And, and, and plus, adding the caveat of you don't know what kind of day that person had when they walked on set. So now I got to deal with for the females. Oh, he got in an argument with his girlfriend. <laughs> Broke up that day. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. And for the guys... What, what what would be the worst case scenario for us? Um, what? I I got to say she a complete bitch, a complete bitch on set. She's a complete ass. I hate that. <laughs> it's like she's not engaging. She you know she don't want to talk. It's she's is 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 she's over there meditating. <laughs> With a face to the wall or some shit. She be like, you want me to shoot with that? I, I, I meditate before I come because you know that space is given. So first of all, there's that. But I hate that too. I hate when when you're excited to to meet somebody, you don't really know what their personality is gonna be like, and then they're difficult and you're like, I you were gonna be a nice person, but okay, we're gonna get this done. <laughs> we gonna work this out. Ain't no problem. You you don't gotta worry about me. I do. we are acting. No, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you what's funny, right? A female that let's just nah. It's been girls that I was that might have been finding shit that the personality just was like. <laughs> we we gonna get through this, bitch. <laughs> get through this. It's going to be more than bow job and doggy style. Trust me, it's going to be more than we're going to get a ride. We're going to get it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get this done. <laughs> no, nah, because I'm sorry. It's like, you got that, that chemistry, man. If the better the chemistry, the better the scene. You know, period. So, even to with content, it's like 
you know, there's certain cats that you're going to hit up that you like, yo, that's my money scenes. You know, it's part of thinking about the brand, what sells. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't held you up here almost an hour. And it's so much, we have so much more we need to talk about. Real. So I want to bring you back on the pod, you know, period. So with that being said, will you be my smoke buddy? I would love to. See, there you hear it, people. She will be back. She will be back on the Smokers Lounge. And we're going to bring you back on the premium smoke room. Six, well, actually, soon to be seven. Premium podcast for your listening pleasure, four ninety nine a month. We get more dirtier, we get more nastier. Oh, and it's video, and it will be only and exclusively on Spotify. So if you see it on YouTube, it's gonna be a trailer, motherfucker. <clears throat> and they're just facts. So with that being said, baby girl, tell everybody where they can spend their good hard earned money. You can go to any of my platforms under Dallas Playhouse. And click the link in the bio. It'll take you to everything you need from interviews to clip sites to session booking forms, you know, whatever you need, it's there. Oh, my goodness. So, people, this has been a milestone moment for my podcast, people. Milestone moment. Milestone moment. I, I, I couldn't like the bucket list getting checked off, people. <laughs> So with that being said, you know how we end this all day, every damn day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you didn't learn anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to my dear listeners. Good night, y'all. Oh, I just love the way you just say that.
like Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right